0: From Los Angeles and New York City in Manhattan, a big LA and Big Apple. Welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I am Dave, the Caregivers Caregiver, coming to you live through the HealthyLife.net Radio Network. And we have a great show for you today, Adrian and I. I and Adrian. <laughs> Say hello, Adrian. <laughs>
1: Hi. <laughs>
0: Hi, and our guest today, I am so excited, Brian Robinson, author of Chill. He's a PhD, and we are just so excited to get him on. But before we do that, I want to thank uh, last week's guest, which I believe was Adrian and I. So thank <laughs> you, Adrian and I, for doing a great show. Welcome to the show, Brian.
2: Thank you, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: It's a pleasure to have you, and um, we're just going to have a conversation with you. So why don't you take a minute or two? I like to ask my guest, why, why in the world was Brian Robinson put on this earth, and uh, what does he hope to accomplish? How's that for a deep question? That's a good one. <laughs>
2: well, I think I, I was put on this earth to be a caregiver. Uh, really? And to, yeah, I always have been, and to take care of everybody else but me.
0: Oh.
2: Um, yeah, join the club. Yeah, so I, I know, I know. Uh, and I've learned over time that the way I did that was to um, overcare, I, I call it caraholism, and huh. to um, overwork uh, and to rush and to hurry and to get as much done as I could and to do whatever people wanted, not what I wanted and um so there came a point where my marriage was falling apart and I was having m- some medical issues and I decided to um, uh, seek therapy. And in the course of the therapy, I realized I was so unconscious. I realized what I was doing to myself and how much better I could help people if I took better care of me. You know, that old metaphor of the airplane, you put the oxygen <laughs> on the, child, on, on the <laughs> self first, not the child.
0: boy it's like i'm talking to myself here yeah
2: (laughs) right yeah
0: i've never heard you put it that way uh you know the the care what'd you say caraholic
2: caraholism caraholism is okay if i steal
0: that from you uh brian sure (laughs) oh yeah
2: use it i love that I, i even talk about it in in the book hashtag chill the book is actually hashtag chill. It has a, what we used to call a pound sign. Yeah, yeah. Right. A lot of people are calling it pound chill. <laughs> right. But it's hashtag chill, you know. We so brought why did it up
0: you, to, why did you call it that? Well,
2: well, you know, I didn't at first. I just had the name chill and uh, someone who's younger and a little more hip than me said, you got to put hashtag in front of it because it makes it sound more 2018 or 2019. <laughs> and so I did. And people love it. The hashtag chill. It also kind of underscores the importance of what the word means. Uh, And and it's not just about hanging out by the pool and relaxing or watching the ball game and sipping a beer and kicking back. Although those are those kinds of things are great things to do. But it's really about how are we showing up in the world? What are we doing? How are we taking care of ourselves? And how are we are we acting or reacting to what life brings to us? That's That's the bottom line, reactivity, the knee-jerk reactions that we have and how to stay chill when life doesn't work out the way we want it to, which it never will. Because as you say, I was put here for a reason, I believe. But life uh, is not put here to uh, accommodate Brian Robinson. It's my job to ask not how is life treating me, how am I treating life?
0: Wow. So in your book, you talk about the difference between being driven and being drawn. What's the difference?
2: Well, when you're a careaholic or a workaholic or if you're hurrying and rushing or trying to meet deadlines and you're not paying attention to the present moment and what you're doing to your mind and body, you're driven by the uh, external circumstances of your life. When you're drawn, you're compassionate. There's a difference in being compassionate and a careaholic. You know, a lot of careaholics are addicted to feeling good Right. Uh, as many people as they can take care of. I'm sure you probably talked about that before. But when you're drawn, it's coming from a different place inside. It's coming from a, a, a non-selfish uh, or non-self place. It's selfless service.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: it's also, when I say selfless, I, I, I mean you're taking care of yourself. You're not neglecting yourself. No. But uh, being drawn is coming from a deeper place in your heart.
0: Wow. That's, that's interesting
2: does that um, make sense though because uh, if I'm drawn I'm I'm coming from me and what from integrity and from respect and from love not yeah. from I have to get this done
0: yeah I, I was silent because I'm just you know processing it it's that's a lot of okay. deep yeah. stuff and it's it's still seeping down into my brain
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, what's I, the difference in a chilled worker and a workaholic?
2: well A workaholic is someone who's on the ski slopes dreaming about being back in the office, and a chilled worker is someone who's in the office dreaming about being on the ski slope. (laughs) In other words, uh, a chilled worker has balance. They're not driven uh, uh, by the demands of what's going on around us. Now, let me clarify that. Of course, we all have responsibilities and obligations, uh, but there's another piece that that's added to it, uh, and that is the I'm, I make a decision about how I'm going to navigate the stress in my life. It's up to me to decide how I'm gonna, whether I'm going to act or react when things don't go my way. It's yeah. it's about me putting myself on life's terms, not on my terms, and that takes practice. That's not easy. In the book, I have what I call uh, micro chillers, and those are. <laughs> Simple three- to five-minute little exercises we can all do because people are always saying to me, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. So you can't say you don't have time to do a three- to five-minute microchiller because, and we can talk about why that's important, but you can do some of these in your car. Let me just give you an example. There's one called HALT, H-A-L-T. That's an acronym for hungry, angry, Angry. lonely, and tired, (laughs) right?
0: How do you know
1: that, so, Adrian? That's a 12 yeah. step thing.
2: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You go, Adrian. Uh, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> so, uh, if I'm, let's say I'm irritable and I don't even know why because I'm hurrying to the next event, I can pull that up. Halt. H. Hungry. No, I'm not hungry. Angry. No, I'm not angry. Lon- yeah, I'm lonely. I'm going to call a friend. Um hmm. So it helps you get to what's really going on inside of you. So if you're hungry, you eat. If you're angry, you take some time to deal with that. Not while you're driving, but at some point. If you're lonely, call someone. If you're tired, get the rest that you need. So it, it's those kind of simple little things that can really help us bring balance to our arid lives.
0: I have never heard of that before. That's awesome. Isn't that cool. Steal that too. Thank you.
2: Hey, I've got another one you can steal, Dave. Oh, good. It's a uh, uh everybody listening, what would happen if all of us made a to-be list instead of a to-do list? I mean, it's okay to have a to-do list. Nothing wrong with that.
0: Uh-huh. But
2: to bring the balance, what if we had a to-be list? What would mm. be on that list? I, I, I know what would be on my list. What would be on yours, Adrian? Now, I, being, here's being exactly with- what hmm? I want to say something. If I asked you your to-do list, you would have responded quicker. What just <laughs> happened was you're doing what everybody – and I even do it sometimes. What would it be? It takes a while to think about it because we don't think that way. But yeah. I bet if I asked you what your to-do list was, you'd just spit it right out, wouldn't you? Right. Uh,
1: well, right now, yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> life is a little bit hectic. But, uh, I mean, to-be to, to list is – To me equally as important as the to-do list Um, I want to be A good person who gives back Mm -hmm. Um, Which is what I do (laughs) Yeah I try Uh, anyway
2: Yeah And one of the things that I have uh, Intentions I set for the new year This is just me I'm not suggesting everybody do this necessarily Is to Love everyone who gets in my way. That's now that's a, a tall order, I'm, and I that's don't need to sound order. like I've arrived anywhere. But imagine I forgiving. Steal that too. Yeah, uh, you know, imagine forgiving the crying baby on the airplane behind me on the eight-hour flight.
1: Mm.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. That's imagine.
0: Tough.
2: <laughs> I know. Imagine forgiving the person who cut you off in traffic. Imagine forgiving the barking dog. Or the neighbor's weed eater when you're trying to take a nap. Or uh, someone steps in front of you in the grocery line and they don't realize it. Imagine forgiving that person. Now, that doesn't mean you don't do something about it. You can tap someone on the shoulder and say, excuse me, sir, the line is here. Excuse me, ma'am. But the point is, what are we doing on the inside? And that's acting instead of reacting. It's taking a breath and saying, how do I want to be in the world like you just said, Adrian. Uh, you clearly have a calling. And to go back to what Dave was asking me at the very beginning, I I feel like that this is one of the reasons I was put on the planet is to try to make, at least in my tiny little corner, in my tiny little way, uh, life better for all of us, myself included. I didn't used to include me, but I include myself now.
0: Wow. Uh, I'm just getting so much. I'm just going to have to... Read your book. Hey, I have got another one for you, Dave. I would have read it, but we only had one one day notice that you were coming. Oh, that's okay. But hey, it sounds like if, a book what that if, I
2: would love. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, it, it it really uh, emphasizes the uh, the you know the whole idea of loving kindness, uh, mm-hmm. which sounds so simple, but it's not easy to to be that when we look at the news every night and we see what's going on in the world. Uh, you see how people are reacting all over the place. Um, and, but if each one of us could act instead of react and, and take mm-hmm. that moment to step back and take a breath and just say, how do I, who do I want to be in the world? And <clears throat> can I be a role model for other people? We can't be perfect because yeah. we're human. But, um, you know, yes. how many times have I stepped in line in front of somebody? In fact, yeah. I did it last week at the post yeah. office.
0: Uh, And the guy uh. was very nice, and
2: he said, sorry, sir, but the line's back here. And, you know, I felt a little bad, and I said, oh, thank you for telling me. But I had no idea that I'd stepped in front of him. Um, So how many times have I – I don't have a weed eater, but I'm sure my lawnmower may have disturbed someone. Or how many times have I, you know, stepped in line or interrupted someone or forgotten or made a mistake? We're all human, and there's a piece of all of us in everybody else. And I just love the idea of that oneness and that sense of if we could have more compassion and give people more of a break, and ourselves as well, you yeah, we could all change the world if everybody could come close to that, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The last time somebody honked at us on the freeway because we did something like cut them off yeah. or whatever. Right. But I'm, I'm right. a biggie for balance, which uh, I totally agree. You know, we all have to be balanced. And forgiveness. You know, forgiveness. Yeah. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person will die. It's not going to touch exactly. Them. Yeah, they're they're busy living their life, having a great time. They have no clue that mm-hmm. you're being eaten up inside. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: getting right. cancer and ulcers, and, and yeah. it's never going to reach them. So just let it That's go. Right. Like yeah,
2: they've small. moved on with their life, and we get stuck in that the rat poison, as you
0: say, yep. mm. rat poison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I mean- goes on? Go ahead Adrian
1: I just wanted to know um how how much the twelve steps and the uh, anonymous programs do come into your thinking. Oh, because that's a I great know
2: question.
1: When, when i when I founded the caregiver space, they were very very essential uh, the oh. serenity
2: prayer was absolutely key. Uh-huh.
0: Adrian asks great questions.
2: That's a great one.
0: <laughs> That's I'm why glad you asked it
2: too. This book has twelve chapters, mm-hmm. and each chapter—the uh, titles—you would you would not know this, uh, and there's some of the titles I can't even say on on the air. Okay, um, because it's really it, in some ways it uses just everyday street language, but they're twelve chapters. They're twelve months out of the year, and each chapter starts with. The um, that month and what that month means. Like, for example, April uh, came from the uh, Latin word ap- ap- apri, I think it is, yeah. which means to open. And it talks about this is the time of year when baby birds hatch and flowers open. And so it, it, it follows that it's the time of the year that we start to develop some uh, openness within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the theme. And then for at the end of each chapter each chapter correlates with one of the 12 steps.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
2: at the end of the chapter it tells you what step 1 is, step 2 is, and so forth. Huh. And you see how the whole chapter is really wrapped around each step of workaholics anonymous. Okay. Oh.
0: So what goes on at the so, cellular level Brian when when we're busy versus chill?
2: Well, we don't realize it but um what happens is we turn our alarm system gets turned on because we're hurrying and rushing or we're on what i call autopilot and we're not conscious of the present moment so we're zipping through life to try to make that deadline or to please the boss or to get something accomplished sometimes it's a self-imposed pressure it has nothing to do with with the outside um and that's when we're driven and what happens is Is it activates what we call the sympathetic nervous system, which is the stress response. Um, Imagine if we drove our car 90 miles an hour and tried to change tires at the same time, we would burn out. We'd burn the Mm -hmm. engine out, and probably, of course, it would kill us too trying to do that. (laughs) But (laughs) Um, so that's why we know that we have gas and we have brakes. So, if I'm hurrying and rushing, that's my gas. If I'm taking a breath and watching the grass grow, that's breaks. Many people in this day and time have little or no breaks. They're just putting the gas pedal to the metal and they're burning out. They're dropping dead of heart attacks. They're having gastrointestinal issues. Um, Their immune systems are compromised, not to mention how it affects the brain. And this is science, this is not my opinion. Mm -hmm. We know that people who meditate on a regular basis, for example, and I'd like to talk about meditation in a minute, um, the the hippocampus, which is the part of the brain responsible for memory, does not shrink or does not shrink as much. And what that means is over time, you have more clarity. You're more in the present moment. Um, So there's so many advantages physically and mentally to taking time out. a lot of people don't understand that they'll say, I don't have time. Well, we all have time, and we're not talking about necessarily hours, but if you can just take five minutes a day or five minutes here and there, it starts to activate what we call the parasympathetic nervous system. That's the breaks, but in, in neurology, it's known as the rest and digest response. We were not meant to go just with the gas. We were meant to have the gas and the brakes, and that's the balance. It's On the neurological level, balance is gas and brakes, not just gas, and not just brakes either. It's both.
0: You are such an intellectual, Brian. How did you get so smart? What did you do before uh, in your previous life?
2: <laughs> well, well, I was a professor at the University of North Carolina in Charlotte. Oh, um, that explains and it. So, what did yeah, you teach? I, I taught counseling, special education, and child development. All yeah. right. but I'm a learner too. I, you know, I just hey, like to. I learn. thought you
0: were a neurologist or something.
2: <laughs> well, that's what I've I've learned on my own. I've studied it, oh. and I've read books about it, and I've taken seminars on it.
0: So you um, can do brain surgery. I just surgery. like to
2: learn. I always. Huh? We... Oh, oh no, no, don't don't let me be your brain surgeon, please. That would, <laughs> that would really stress me out. <laughs>
1: I was going to say that, that 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 there was the there was the third combination of people who who put on the gas and and continued to watch the grass grow and that's a dangerous combination.
2: Yeah. yeah. If you if you put the gas and the brakes on at the same time, you're right. That's yeah that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. If we're going to put on, uh, put the brakes on, we want to do it in a way that. We can fully uh, participate in putting the brakes on. Yes. and that that brings me back to this whole idea of meditation that has gotten a bum rap. There's yeah. a lot you of have, people. You think, have two
0: minutes before we go to a break, so I, you can do that in oh, two okay.
2: minutes, right? Uh, I'll try. I'll do it. In, it. I'll try. Okay. So, um, well, maybe we we'll can come back to it later. We can co- we can come back to it. But the the main point is uh, meditation. Is not as complicated as people think it is or it's been made when I ask my clients to meditate they throw their hands up and say I don't have time for that I've tried it I can't clear my mind meditation is not about clearing your mind that's the outcome that's not the goal the goal is focus and I focus on my breath five minutes a day I focus on the intake through my nose and the outtake through my mouth and every time I focus my mind wanders it's supposed to. That's part of meditation. So when your mind wanders, all you do is just bring it back to the breath again, mm-hmm. through, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Then your mind is going to wander again.
0: There, That's little when little? people give okay. up.
2: That's when people give up.
0: Wow. So um, let's take a break. That way we can come back and talk about meditation. So we will be right back. Don't go away. We're back with Brian Robinson and Adrian Gruberg, so welcome back. Tell us, Brian, about the meditation thing that you were going to say. What role does meditation uh, play in chill?
2: Yeah. uh, Meditation is one of the best ways to activate what we call the parasympathetic nervous system, and it's automatic. It's organic. And it's a very simple thing to do. You don't have to sit in the lotus position, burn incense, or play weird music. Um, And we have tons of research just pouring out from Harvard and other big institutions. We can see now the MRIs of the brain and the changes in the brain. So it's not just uh, somebody's opinion anymore. It's hard science that when you meditate, and we have data just five Uh, minutes a day it can change your life it can help you be less reactive automatically it just spills over it uh, will boost your immune system it will extend your life it will improve memory and brain functioning it has so many advantages and all you do is focus on your breath is one way it's it's focus on something i can give you another example in a minute Mm -hmm. and as i focus on my breath my mind is going to wonder People give up when their mind wanders because they think they're supposed to clear their mind. That's a myth. You go back to your breath very gently. You just let your mind wander if it needs to. You bring it back, and it's going to wander again. Just bring it back and keep focusing on your breath. What's going to happen if you do this on a regular basis? You're going to start to notice that you're more focused, that your mind doesn't wander as much. And what you're really doing is training your mind that you're in charge of it, that it's not in charge of you. So it can't just go where it wants to go anytime. It can't create these fantasies that something terrible is going to happen to you. It can't manufacture worry. It can't yeah. bring you anxiety for no reason. So it it really, because it activates that parasympathetic nervous system, it spills over into your daily life and you start to notice it after a while.
0: Yeah, I like that because ninety percent of everything we worry about never happens anyway. But mm-hmm. the Bible exactly. says, "Do not worry about tomorrow; tomorrow will worry about itself." Each day has its trouble of its own. And, yeah, and so I call that uh, I the like fortune that.
2: teller. You know, when uh, we all have a fortune teller, it's not us; it's a part of us. It's trying to keep us safe, yeah. really. But what yeah. it does, it scares the heck out of us <laughs> and makes up these stories that, as you say, rarely, if ever, happen.
0: Yeah, but and, we can through our the of
2: it anyway huh?
0: sub, Our subconscious is stupid It will believe whatever you tell it you It know, sure will say, oh, I'm never going to get that job Oh, okay, I can right. make that happen You know, they're at the control yeah. center of your brain mm-hmm. yeah. on, uh, on the other hand, you know, you say Oh, you know, I really want this I'm going to get this He just, oh, okay, we can make that happen
2: I can you know? do yeah. that Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> So in your book, what do you mean by great work?
2: Well, great work, uh, you hear people throw that phrase around in the office, um, is usually the quality of the outcome and uh, the volume of what you've produced, uh, which is part of it. But the way I talk about great work is how did I get there? What is the process I went through? How did I treat people around me? Uh, Did I nip at them? Was I a team player? It, was mm-hmm. I all inclusive? Was I respectful of people? Did I uh, regulate my frustrations and reactivity? So, to me, great work is more than just the what you produce, but it's it's how you go through the process of producing it. Do you treat so, the janitor and the judge equally?
0: So, does the ends justify? Does the means justify the ends? Did I say that right? The end justify the means, right?
2: Well, I don't think so, Um, and I think that's the point that balance is not just what I produce, you know, the doing. It's also the being that you got to bring both of those together if you want balance and if you want hashtag chill. So it's it's not just what I do. It's uh, it's being responsible for how the process I go through and how I treat people and how I treat myself. Instead of overloading myself and beating myself up, you know, we all have that inner critic. Uh, It's about being more gentle with me and having loving kindness for myself as well.
0: That's the importance of the to-be list.
2: (laughs) That's right. And those of us who are caregivers especially, the American Psychological (laughs) Association did a study, and they found that chronic caregivers have the highest stress rate of any other stress on the planet. It's one of the most stressful things we can do.
0: Yes, and and they're more susceptible to suicide mm -hmm. as well.
2: Absolutely. And we tend, as caretakers, to not take care of ourselves. And um, I'm sure you've talked about this before, and it goes back to something we were saying earlier, Mm -hmm. is the importance of self-compassion. And that's not being self-centered. It's honoring who we are on the inside and forgiving ourselves when we make a mistake or forget.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever called it self-compassion, but that's a great way to put it. Have you ever thought yeah. of Adrian? Yeah. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she of course thinks of everything, I do. doesn't she? Uh, you know, she's older than me, so she has more wisdom. I'm just uh, oh, Johnny come lately. Is that I've what it been is. doing this 22 years. She's been doing I it. See.
2: So, <laughs> so well, you know so, on that topic, uh another one of the micro-chillers in the book is uh to make a list of your tall comings,
0: tall comings. and there's no wow. such word i gotta uh, write that down you look, you're amazing
2: if you look up shortcomings <laughs> and, and if i ask somebody oh they'll give me a list it'll just spit right off off their tongue but if i say tall comings they they kind of stumble and say uh, uh, uh what do you mean first of yeah. all and then uh, it's the same the opposite of shortcomings and again there's your balance if my yeah. tall coming list is at least close to equal to the shortcoming list, I'm going to feel better about myself and I'm going to perform yeah. better in the world.
0: Are you still teaching? Because I'd love to be in your class.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how I teach now is through a bigger media. And uh-huh. I have a blog on Psychology Today that I write once a month. And I have a, a blog on Thrive Global uh, oh. by Adriana Huffington's uh, Oh, Ariana Hook. Yeah. Ariana Huffington. Yeah. And, of course, I'm a therapist, so I still teach, but I do it in different modalities now.
0: Oh. Well, listen, we're going to take another break. Don't go away. We will be right back with Brian Robinson. And we're back with (laughs) Brian Robinson on the Caregiver Dave show and Adrian Gruberg co-hosting. And Brian, um, mm-hmm. what does a reader learn in your book about how to chill?
2: Well, um, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot of um, information to process and think about, and there are actual tools that you can use. And one is, uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, different types of meditation. There's a, a process called open awareness. And this is fun to do, I think. And it's where you, and you can do it right now as I'm saying this. You just, wherever you are, just stop for two or three minutes and just listen and identify as many different sounds as you can. Mm. And you might hear a plane outside or a train or traffic. Uh, You might hear a dog barking in the distance. You might hear your stomach gurgling. (laughs) You might hear the heating system. If you do that for two minutes, that's all you do is just, what am I hearing right now? What are the sounds? And name as many as you can. You have to just Uh, really listen.
0: And what does that accomplish?
2: Well, it brings you into the present moment. You're not worrying about uh, what you're going to have to put on the table for dinner or worried about how you're going to pay certain bills. You're in the present moment. And if you do that, you start to notice, gosh, you feel a little calmer inside. Your heart rate slowed down some because it has brought you into the now. And one of the things we often say is there's no pr- a problem in the moment. It's usually in the future or it's in the past, mm-hmm. past regrets yeah. or future worries.
0: I wish you could see Adrian right now. She's got this smile on her face. What are you smiling <laughs> at? You look like like the person who, who swallowed the canaries. This is, this, is,
1: this is all my... This is my bailiwick.
0: This is your space. Yeah. Wow.
1: Are you planning on writing another book? You didn't read the
0: first one yet. (laughs) Well, I know.
1: I wanted to make sure he was still writing all this good stuff down. (laughs) Oh, I am.
2: I I love it. And I try to practice all of it. I try to practice all of it. I don't – but I want people to understand – What's in this book is something I try to live by. I'm not always successful because I'm a human being. Right. Nobody can be perfect. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. That's right. So if somebody sees me in a car and I get cut off and I'm banging the steering wheel, please don't think I'm a hypocrite because (laughs) I I hope I don't (laughs) do that. But I can't promise, and I'm not going to promise. I'm going to (laughs) let myself be human.
0: (laughs) Amen to that. So, what Can
2: I I mention – something yeah, else go here go ahead well um and here again this this is maybe deep but uh <laughs> i love the idea of accepting the opposite of your desires you oh. can't have an up without a down you can't have a back without a front you can't have success without defeat it's impossible but when typically we get defeated or feel defeated we're really not even defeated maybe uh we tend to react get angry get upset sometimes we attack ourselves and put ourselves down um but when i can accept a a failure in quotation marks which i don't really much believe in or defeat then i can accept success it's like one step
0: forward two steps back
2: exactly if we plot that dave uh uh, progress is not linear. It's not straight up. No matter what you're trying to achieve, it's a zigzag. So you're going to make a little progress, you're going to fall back. You're going to make a little progress, you might fall back again. We we are not perfect animals. We are human beings. We are fallible, and we can't be perfect. When we when we allow ourselves that, we're going to be more successful. So if I fail at something, let's say I, my goal is to... L- Love or forgive everyone who gets in my way, and somebody does pull in front of me, and I have to slam on brakes, and I hit the steering wheel, I'm immediately going to forgive myself. That will help me get back in the saddle. Here's where self-compassion comes in. I'll get back in the saddle, and I'll be able to continue. If I attack yeah. myself, I'm going to feel miserable, and I'm going to give up. Yeah. I'm not going to even try anymore. I am this is, I'm, I'm, th- I can't do this. Yeah. That's when you're a perfectionist. You're your own worst enemy and you don't realize it. So when you can accept the opposite of your desires and defeat comes, which it will, all, of, all you folks who've made uh, New Year's resolutions, you, at some point you're going to break them. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Give yourself some, and, and keep on going, though. Don't stop. Don't throw in the towel. Take that towel, wipe the sweat off your brow, and keep on going.
0: Yeah, I always tell people, God doesn't care about how many times you mess up. He just cares about how long it takes for you to get back up. Oh, Adrian's like Adrian smiling, again. She just loves what you're saying here. I think you too, so we good. need to go, go to lunch. Are you into the New York area or anything?
2: I will be in July. I'll look you guys up and we'll have dinner. Yeah, we got to connect because okay. you are
0: a great guy and you make Adrian oh. smile.
1: She <laughs> smiles the out on the stands now.
0: Right. So the what?
1: I didn't know if the book was on the stands now.
2: Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah, on Amazon. It's in all the Barnes and Noble bookstores. It's in all the independent bookstores. Oh, and uh, folks can go on my website, by the way. And there's a test that says how chill are you. They can take the <laughs> test and it will electronically score it, it right it. there. Um, and my website is www.brianrobinsonbook. Dot com. That's B R Y A N, Brian Robinson Books.com. And it also has the blogs from Psychology Today and other things that folks can take advantage of. It's all free. There's no Great. charge for anything. Yeah.
0: So, what role does uh, survival coping mechanisms have to do with the ability to chill?
2: Uh, remember back in uh, what well, was last year, 2008, into, in um, Thailand, the l- little boys who were trapped in the caves. Yes, it made up you know international news. Right. Do you know why they survived? Because yeah. they meditated, which mm. helped them reserve their energy, conserve their energy, and it helped them stay calm. And there's another uh, there's a book called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl who was a famous psychologist. The book is in every bookstore in the country. It's a fabulous book. He was uh, imprisoned in Dachau and Auschwitz back during the Nazi reign. Mm -hmm. And he was separated from his wife. She ended up being gassed. He wrote this book after the experience, and he said, the way I survived was I meditated. And my will my self-will was stronger than what the Nazis took away from me. They took away my clothes, my food. People were dropping dead around me like flies. But I remember saying to myself, they will never get my will. And that's what helped him get through. He would meditate and take his mind to times when he and his wife were having a picnic in the valley somewhere in Europe. It's a fabulous book, but the point here is meditation or some type of Uh, Micro-chill helps us go to a place that is stronger than hardness, softness. Softness is powerful, powerful stuff. Grass grows through concrete. Hmm. Uh, We have within us, all of us, and a lot of people listening to this are not able to maybe take this in or believe it about themselves. We all have, there's more power inside of us than on the outside of us and we find it when we're able to do some of these to, uh, take some of these tools and Ooh. be able to chill we find that we overcome obstacles easier we don't let them get us down we go yeah. around them or over them but we always find a way to scale the the wall
0: yeah a, a tree grows in brooklyn <laughs> yeah listen we're going right. to take another break don't go away okay. we'll be right back with Brian Robinson and Adrian Gruberg And we're back with Brian Robinson, Adrian Gruberg on the Caregiver Dave Show, and I'm Dave Nassani, your host. And Brian, I'm—we're just having a great time here. You're making us smile, and oh,
2: that's
0: great. We definitely would love to get together with you next time you're in uh, New York. When did you? When are you going to be in New York again?
2: It will be July. I'm coming up for a
0: conference. July. Okay. Definitely, you and uh, if you come into L.A., let me know, and we'll get together.
2: Okay. So you have
0: you have a quote, ask not what your life can do for you. Ask what you can do for your life. That sounds oddly familiar, doesn't it? What does that mean? Mm.
2: The younger folks may not know where that comes from, but you know. Right, know. Oh, I, right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. yeah I, I borrowed Let's to tell it all John the younger F. folks uh,
0: John F. Kennedy, yes. Yes, yeah,
2: yes. Yeah. <laughs> ask not uh,
0: what your
2: country can do for you, that's what you can do for your country. And it's the same philosophy, though. It's about not being a victim of of what comes our way. It's about taking charge. And uh, hashtag chill is about living from that place where you own your power. You believe in yourself. you, um, You have a choice of what you do with what life brings you. A good example, again, is Viktor Frankl. Um, and I have another one I can share with you in just a minute. But most of us are not in prison camps, thank God, and we're not trapped in a cave. But, but what are, are, are the things, the obstacles we face and the hardships are just as important. Uh, yeah. I, we don't want to minimize the things that come our way. But the question becomes, so how am I treating this? Am I reacting to it? Am I angry am i sulking am i uh, afraid it's okay Mm -hmm. if we have those feelings but ultimately we all have a choice of what we do and how we respond to whatever it is and and that's really people looking at um a lot of people say well i can't i just don't have any power everybody has power no matter how debilitated you are you can be in a wheelchair and in fact i know people who have been debilitated in a wheelchair and they're more empowered than they were before when they could move around. So right, like my wife. mindset is a powerful thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah,
2: awesome. I, when I was teaching at the university, um, there were some monks who came from uh, Tibet, and um, they did a big mandala, and then they performed. And much to our shock, there were a group of religious fundamentalists out there, in front of the building, demonstrating, saying these people worshipped idols and they're evil and just horrible things, and they stood in a circle saying Jesus loves me, and so I observed the monks when they heard about it. They went, at, they stopped the show, they went outside, and they joined hands with the uh, fundamentalists and saying Jesus loves me.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Now.
2: Awful. That's the softness. Look how powerful it was because the group mm-hmm. disbanded. Mm. That, that right. was not their intent. Their intent was to, you know, how are they treating life? They're just joining with it. They're not reacting to it. And yeah. But there's such uh, strength in that.
0: Well, it's hard to believe that our time is just about up. Uh, any parting thoughts? Yes. And, then, and then give us your... Um your contact information so that uh, okay. somebody can uh, get a hold of you or talk, uh, or buy the book, et cetera. But what are your parting thoughts?
2: Well, I guess the, the conclusion would be take five minutes a day and don't bite off more than you can chew. Don't try to do everything at once. A lot of the things we talked about today will automatically come to you at some point. But just mm-hmm. start make it easy and um, take one step at a time. Take five minutes a day. To treat yourself and to be kind to someone else and everybody who's listening right now and myself included you will have someone get in your way if not today tomorrow i'll bet you and when that happens take a breath step back and do something different instead of reacting see if you can uh, act and and come from your power instead of let someone just push a button inside you wow
0: you sound like jesus do unto <laughs> others no, the way I'm not even they would close. have you. But, but you, you're preaching it, though. Yeah, well.
1: Ph- philosophy.
2: <laughs>
0: philosophy.
2: Yeah, it is. Gandhi. It's good, but it's, it's hashtag chill. The way I package it is it's about chilling. If all mm-hmm. of us can just chill, you know, we're going to live longer and happier, and the people around us will, too. And we'll be spreading a wonderful way of being in the world.
0: Wow. So how do we get a hold of you?
2: My website is a way uh, folks can. Um, if, if you want to send me an email, my email is Brian Robinson, PhD. All small letters, all no spaces. b-r-y-a-n, Brian Robinson, P H D
0: at g-mail You're, you're cutting out a little, so it's Brian with a Y, right? B R Y A N email
1: gmail. At Gmail,
0: Brian Robinson, at Gmail. Robinson, For some reason, you're cutting out uh, and you're. Oh, you're yeah. Not. Sorry. Can you hear yeah. me now?
1: It's at still a little hand. garbled.
0: Oh. So, and then a website. What's your website?
2: Website is Brian Robinson Books.com. Brian, Brian with
0: a Y. Brian with a Y, Robinson Books.com. And then you're on uh, Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, yeah. et cetera. And yeah. the name of the book, again, is Hashtag Chill, right?
2: Exactly. The subtitle is yeah. Turn Off Your Job and Turn On Your Life. The job, though, is you could be a caregiver. You can be a anything. Student, You could be anything. It's whatever your job is. You can be a stay-at-home mom. Whatever you're doing is give yourself a break.
0: Well, that's awesome. Brian, you've been a, a great guest, and uh, we will have you on again sometime because you've got a message that absolutely – is this your first book?
2: Oh, no. I've written about 40 books, actually. 40, a, yeah, <laughs> 40 books? 40 yeah, books? Uh, yeah. What are they kind of, of
0: all about? Are, are they all over the place in, in titles or, or categories?
2: Well, I have one called "Chained to the Desk" uh, in its third edition. It's available through New wow. York University Press. Mm-hmm. Um, I Have one called "Heal Your Self Esteem," um, um, and I also write fiction. I write oh. murder mysteries. Uh, here, oh my here gosh. you talk about balance. I help people in the day, and I kill by night. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you're uh, you're you're pretty famous.
2: Well, I don't think of myself as famous. I'm just well, that, a regular guy. that means guy. you're humble then. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope so. Ego <laughs> stands for ease good out.
1: I had a friend who said he was fame-ish.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, fame-ish. I like that. So, yeah. Adrian, how do we get a hold of you?
1: It's Adrienne, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at the thecaregiverspace.org. And all the other information you need is on the site.
0: Yes, and Adrienne's pretty famous herself. She has 165-ish people following her <laughs> on Facebook. And I'm wow. caregiverdave.com, uh, Dave Nasani, and my Facebook page is Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver with an apostrophe S on caregivers. So thank you again, everybody, and until next time, we will see you. Bye-bye.